Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Philosophy. This is Prayerizopolis. Today, once again, with meditation, same page as yesterday. I like this page a lot. I actually put a post note on it to return to it today for my morning reading and talking with all of you. So let's look at, I think, probably number three today. We're going to go with this one. These are super short. Another thing I love about meditations is that you can grab a sentence, sometimes even a word, and get a lot out of it. So it'll get you thinking. It'll get you moving for the day. I usually do this. Like right now, I'm listening to some music. As the name of the podcast implies, I'm drinking some coffee. And here we are. So let's read number three. He told himself or wrote to himself. Sorry, if that, if that, wasn't, if that was audible, I'm moving around in my chair. Um, he wrote to himself, look inward. Don't let the true nature or value of anything elude you. So even these first two words, right, I love. And this is something, once again, he returns to a lot with the meditations in kind of like this exact phrasing or just with this general idea of practicing looking inward. In a sense, this is what, you know, the whole book is. He's writing. He's getting his thoughts onto paper. He's sort of looking inward and then taking those inward moments, those inward thoughts, those inward confrontations and examinations of his thinking and he's putting them on the page to kind of get them out to look down at them right so maybe the process is something like look inward ask questions notice what you're thinking what you're feeling and after you look inward you kind of expel the thoughts out write them onto the page and i think the pen and the page sort of help to tame the thoughts and organize them and then you can look down at your thoughts which is you know an advantage we talk about this sometimes in the podcast especially Marcus Aurelius, you know, being the Roman emperor at the time, kind of like a, a battle metaphor, right? If you're a general, you want the higher ground. It's a good vantage point to see the enemy, right? And then to make strategic moves. So when we're writing in a notebook and we're looking down at it and we're getting greater control with our writing and that great kind of downward gaze, we're gaining some advantages over ourselves, right? Advantages over our own thinking, over our own feeling, that are really helpful, right? So when he's writing here to tell himself to look inward, I think that's a really good, just general reminder to engage in this process, like as he's engaging in it. And then of course, there's other implications with that too, right? It's when we talk about the inner citadel, it's a great book written by Pierre Hadot about the meditations, the history of it, the nature of it. Um, And of course that's the inner fortress, right? Marcus reminds himself again, like there's no more peaceful place than within your own soul, right? Seneca wrote to his student, like, look, wherever you go, there you are. You're going on vacations, you're going to visit all these places, you'll be angry on vacation, right? Like, you have to work on the inner aspects of yourself. A change of scenery does not mean a change of soul. So if we get good at looking inward and having positive conversations, we'll be able to do that inner work. We'll expect less of the external world, other people, events, and that's a good thing which doesn't, of course, mean that we shouldn't have any expectations, right? We should, as I think Marcus would say, and as I think Hado captures in the Inner Citadel, we should teach people, right, and learn from people as well. And we should do all that with gentleness and kindness, among other virtues, right? Um, But ultimately, to look inward is to sort of to examine ourselves. And then when we start asking different questions, making different choices, we kind of build that inner life, that internal fortress, And we become more resilient in the face of other people's actions and more resilient in the face of things going right or wrong um, in the external world, right? So this idea of look inward, it's an imperative. It's a piece, you know, kind of like an encouragement, a piece of encouragement that I think he is giving to himself. That's important. 
And then after that, right, don't let the true nature or value of anything elude you. So again, he's encouraging himself here. Um, so one, we, we see that things have a nature and they, they have a true nature and a false nature. The Stoics were big on this, right? They wanted us to make sure that we were interpreting the world in a way that was, I don't want to say as neutral as possible, but they didn't like us adding all these things. Like, especially Marcus throughout meditations reminds himself, right? It's like, break things down to what they truly are, which really, I think in a way is saying, keep it simple. He has a great quote in here. Be, he's telling himself, become simple, right? So it's a constant process of becoming. And it's sort of like stripping things down to what they are at their most essential, right? So that's their true nature, uh, what they essentially are, what they really are. We add emotions, we add interpretations because of our own biases. Uh, yesterday's episode too, like we're tired and we see things as more difficult than they truly are, for example, right? So don't let the true nature escape you or elude you. So get good at breaking things down to what they are essentially, basically. I would say it's one takeaway, at least for me, with that part. And then the idea of don't let the true value of anything elude you. Once again, the Stoics were big on this idea of the value judgment. Something happens, we judge it as good or bad instead of judging it as more clearly what it is. Right? And I think I want to have a, let's say, a more optimistic or positive interpretation of this too. He's telling himself here, you're responsible for valuing things. You're responsible for what you value. And I think that's sort of is a cool point, an interesting point, because it makes me think of gratitude and cultivating gratitude whenever and wherever we can. And it sort of, let's say, provokes me to be more attentive to things that I normally don't value that I should, because why not? It'll make your life better, right? I think this is actually a great piece of advice for relationships, right? I think, especially when we have longstanding relationships with people, familial relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, we start just expecting certain things, right? And I think that's a mistake. I think we always have to be alert to saying thank you to one another. I think we have to be alert to valuing the things in one another that are good. No good thing, regardless of how small it is, right, should go ignored. So to me, it's like if I look inward and I don't let the value of things elude me or escape me, that means being alert to, oh, that's great. I really appreciate that. You know, you call a friend, you talk for an hour. And they're helpful. Then in the conversation, say that. Don't just say, all right, see you soon. Bye. Be like, no, I really appreciate your time. And that sounds weird. It sounds like something you say at the end of a job interview. But I think that's actually a nice thing to say to somebody. This is, of course, just an example. But it's like, no, like you took your time to talk to me. Not all friends do that, right? Like you took the time to talk to me and you were thoughtful with your responses. Sometimes people ignore each other or sometimes people don't pick up the phone or sometimes people don't care about how they respond. So making a note, right? And being healthy in our words. Marcus told himself that too in this book, right? Be healthy in word. Be thoughtful with your words. Don't let that value escape you. Let it be known that you see the value. So I hope this is helpful. I'll keep this brief today. There's like three parts of this that I think are pretty cool. Look inward. That's a great imperative. It's a great piece of encouragement. And how would your life be different if you made that more of a habit, right? Look inward for a number of things, right? Instead of looking for validation from others, what if you looked inward and had like an internal scorecard? And that's an idea I think I've mentioned a couple of times recently because I've been doing that more, like in my planner, keeping an internal, uh, an internal scorecard. And for me, that's sort of a mode of looking inward. Like you're asking yourself, well, did I get enough done today? You're asking yourself, did I put in enough effort today? Was I attentive today? 
to what, what I need to be attentive to, right? Just one example of that, right? And then don't let the nature, the true nature of anything elude you. All right, cool. Sounds good. Break it down. And don't let the true value of anything elude you. You are responsible for what you value, what you pay attention to. In large part, let's say, you can control that. So value things in ways that are truthful and ways that are helpful for you and others. Good quote. All right. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.